This is Radio Dad with Mike Austin. Shining the spotlight on dads, stepdads, granddads, all dads. Bye, Daddy. And now, Mike Austin. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Radio Dad podcast. This is Mike Austin, the Radio Dad, on the web at radiodad.com. Hey, we're on a few radio stations now, nationwide. Um, so the Radio Dad Minute might pop up. You, you, we're going down the road and you'll say, hey, I know that guy. Well, thanks for uh, subscribing to, can you subscribe yet? Or listening to, anyway, the uh, Radio Dad podcast. So today, oh, and it's all brought to you by BeRescued.com, the all-natural products at BeRescued.com. It, uh, basically, it's B-Propolis and everything around B-Propolis. They make uh, shaving gel an aftershave lotion as well, uh, an eye cream. They make uh, men's and women's formulated shaving gel, by the way, uh, lip balm. And the basic, the very base, the first product they made was a, uh, a salve, a, a, a balm, if you will, comes in a little tin. And you can put that on. It's kind of like um, a, a healing cream. Are people texting? Ooh. Uh, a healing cream that uh, you can put on wounds, It goes well on sunburns, things like that. Uh, Go to BeRescued.com. So today, we're going to be talking with a friend of mine. I'm hoping he's going to stop by. Uh, Mike O'Brien is an Irishman. Now, he has no accent. He was born here in the United States of America, but he is full-on Irish, full-blood. Mike O'Brien. In fact, he married a full-on Irish lady, Patty O'Brien, and they had a bunch of boys and uh, no daughters. All right. Well, they're all grown now. One of his uh, one of his boys grew to become a lawyer, and Mike and I were talking about a thing they got into. Uh, his one of his, I think it was his second oldest son, came home for a visit. I think it was from college, and they ended up making beer together. Now there you go. You want to talk about a dadly experience? Father and son making beer together. We're going to talk to Mike about that. Just a short little conversation, which will lead us into uh, our full-on guest today is Mark Appelt. Mark is out in Virginia. And now, if you're li- listening in Virginia, then he's not out there. He's right next to you. But Mark is uh, the inventor of something called the Blow Z. You may have seen this on Jimmy Kimmel. I think the Today Show had it on. He's been on a bunch of places. And I'm going to talk to Mark about the Blow Z, what this is. He and a buddy were at a birthday party for a little kid, and when this kid blows out the birthday cake candles, and I've always thought this myself, whose idea was it that it's okay to blow all over someone else's food and then serve it to them? Especially if a snot-nosed little kid is doing it. Now, there's nothing against the kids, but this is a little child, and he's slobbering on it, and then here you go, eat the cake. So he came up with the Blow Z. And this is a like a, it looks like a little horn you blow into, and it activates a propeller, and the next thing you know, your candles are blown out. So we're going to talk about he's our dadpreneur today, and we get into this quite often. Dadpreneurship. These are dads who uh, are inspired by things from their family. Maybe they go into business with their family. They run a family business. Dadpreneurs. Mark Pelt out in Virginia will uh, be our guest. And that leads me to this, your kids being in business with your kids even, um, but your kids, even at a young age, will show an aptitude for something. And it's how you nourish that 
that something, that, that aptitude. For instance, if, let's say, your son or daughter likes to take things apart. Most little boys do. Uh, they'll take the wheels off of their toy cars. Don't yell at them for that. Explain to them what the wheels do and how they work, because that's what he's trying to figure out. Um, so, yeah, encourage that. It was suggested to me one time that my son had an, an aptitude for, yeah, taking cars apart, putting them back together. Right away, you might think mechanic, but I, I was. it was pointed out to me that he just wants to see how everything works. Try everything on him. And by the time he got to be about 12 years old, I would find junk motors. I would find even things from vending. I brought home a, a valve from a vending machine that a buddy of mine got for me that was from a junk old vending machine. And we sat at the kitchen table on cardboard, taking that thing apart, figuring out what it did. It's a weekend project. Even if you don't have an aptitude for things like that, how things work, it's great to see their eyes pop open and look at that stuff. And if they aren't interested in it, if you get that far and they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, can we throw the ball? Hey, go throw the ball. You know what I mean? But encourage that. Maybe they're an engineer. Maybe they work for NASA someday. Who knows? Who knows? So there you go. Uh, a little something to think about as we take our first break. We're going to do this and get right into it. Is he, is he here? Okay. I'm being shown through the studio window that, all right, my buddy Mike is here. We won't take the break yet. Well, let's bring him right on in. Mike, come on in. Let's have the Irish music. Uh, my friend and a full-on Irishman, Mike O'Brien. Have a seat. Is this on? It's on. All right. Mike O'Brien. I will call you the leprechaun, okay? I don't. I <laughs> Please won't do don't. That. Yeah. No. Well, you're much bigger than that. Yeah, I'm just slightly taller than a leprechaun. <laughs> Our resident Irishman, ladies and gentlemen, hi, he's Mike O'Brien. Michael. Uh, nice top to of the see morning you. to you, Mike Austin. Do you have people in your uh, family who speak with Irish accents? A little bit, yes, at least once a year. <laughs> On St. Patrick's Day, we all are. Yeah. Tell me this story we were talking about. It's a huge thing, I believe, for dads to share their hobbies, their knowledge, their insights, and their interests with their kids. Maybe there's something that'll rub off there. It's kind of nice when the kids share their interest with dad, though, when they get to a certain age. It, it sure is, because it's easy to sort of lose contact, especially when they go off to college and, yeah. and they're into their own thing. And I, I understand that, but I had a weird experience one day. I Came home from work on a Friday night, dragged in, and my son was home from college, and I was excited to see him. Hey, Aaron, how are you? And he gave me a hug, and he said... Uh, Aaron's still another good Irish name. Another good Irish name. Spelled the Jewish way, but uh, that's okay. Um, anyway, he um, he said, hey, Dad, I, I, got, this, um, I got this bucket and a, a carboy and these uh, thermometers, and uh, wondering if you would like to brew beer with me. <gasps> I just... Stop for a moment, and I had this blank look on my face, and I uh, flashback to the Cub Scout days, and I said, Aaron, how did we get from building Pinewood Derby cars together to right. brewing beer? And he said, yeah, I guess I uh, grew up, Dad. Yeah. I said, yeah, you, yes, you have. And I, So did you do it, and you do you still? I, I did. I said, sure, let's uh, try this thing, and, and he's kind of a, a cook as it is. He's, he's pretty skilled in this area, and... Uh, so he uh, got the ingredients together and whatever, and he was the lead guy now on this project, and that was kind of neat too to let him have that lead. And, oh yeah. And um, 
we made uh, about a half dozen batches over the last couple of years um, together. And um, I'm, I'm sorry to say the only batch that didn't turn out well was the one that he left for my wife, Patty, and I to finish up for him. <laughs> I think we we got the the sugar content wrong or something, and the, the bottles exploded in oh, the case. Yeah, that was that's a, always a fun. Bit of a problem. <laughs> so it was. A, it, it's been a great endeavor, and uh, it's fun to work side by side with my kid again. I'm looking forward to having some of that O'Brien style beer. Well, I'll have to treat you to some. Uh, Mike O'Brien, I. We're gonna get you, Mike. Wait, hang on. We we're gonna get you back in on uh, St. Patrick's Day this year, baby. All right, hang on. We're gonna go into a break. All right, see you, Mike. Uh, he is uh, off with his family, and uh, we're gonna take a minute and come back here. We want you to hear this from BeRescued.com. Our friends, our sponsors, go to BeRescued.com. Tell them thank you for sponsoring the Radio Dad podcast. Coming back to uh, do a little uh, dadpreneurship with Mark Appelt, the guy who invented the Blow Z. A way to blow out birthday candles and other stuff without slobbering all over the food. It's just, he's a dadpreneur. It's up next on the Radio Dad Podcast. Mike Austin here. I get asked all the time about these products from BeRescued.com that I talk about. Well, probably because my family uses all the time the, the products. But mostly folks want to know about this little family-owned business located right in the heart of America. They develop, they produce their own product line of personal care items made from the propolis from their own honeybees that they raise. Truly, they are different from the rest of the bee industry, if you will. Visit BeRescued.com, a Salome Brands company. Welcome back to the Radio Dad Podcast. Mike Austin here. Like us on uh, Facebook, uh, we're on Twitter. I don't know if we got Insta or not. I know we're in LinkedIn somewhere in there, aren't we? Of course, RadioDad.com. Tell your friends that uh, they can download this podcast every single week. We are committed. This is like episode number eight or nine now. And, uh, well, it's dadpreneur time. We talk dads in business because this is a gig economy. has been for a while. If you want to have a side hustle uh, you've got some kind of hobby you could turn into money. It's so easy now these days. Well, not easy. I mean, you got to work at everything, but, uh, you know, you come up with an idea and you make it happen. And uh, that's what this dude sickle did right here. First of all, I got to say, what draw my attention to this is the name and the situation, because we've all been in it. Let's say you're at a birthday party and you have a birthday cake and they bring it out this is the only situation in the world that i know of and i've always had these private thoughts but apparently someone else thinks like me when you have a child or whomever when they blow the candles out they're basically slobbering on your food where else in what other situation would you eat that food you wouldn't be at a restaurant and have the waitress or waiter sneeze on your food and go here you go with me now is the inventor of a thing called the Blow Z. And I think I'm getting that right. Uh, a couple of friends, a couple of dads in Virginia came up with this. His name's Mark Appelt, and let's uh, join him now. Uh, Mark, I th- am I getting your last name right? Appelt, or is it Apelt, or Appelt, or how you say it? it I say it Apelt, but uh, anything works. All right. <laughs> Apelt, that with the hard A at the beginning is the usual <laughs> So you're at a. The story I got is you guys, who's your friend that helped you with this, by the way? It always says your friend, but then I don't see his name. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> no worries. Uh, it's a bad neighbor. His name is actually Mark as well. So okay. it makes it pretty easy. We're both Marks. Um, he's kind of a, a bit of a silent partner, been very instrumental in the design and the working on it, but tends to 
stay out of the limelight as far as putting his name out there too much. All right. Um, but well, we call him Mark. <laughs> so, so you guys, you do this, you decide to start a company and come up with this idea. Who's the engineer? I mean, how did you, what's your background? How do you think of, I mean, the idea to reality are two different things. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the engineers were all over the world in a way. Um, you know, my background's in environmental sciences uh, from University of Virginia. So I have a science background, um, worked in environmental engineering for a while, and I ended up teaching high school sciences. So that sort of science background definitely helped uh, the scientific method. You know, you try something, it doesn't work. You try something different, keep fiddling with it till it works out. Um, and had the, the background of growing up, my dad was the guy who, you know, He'd have to roll over in his grave before he called the plumber. Uh, oh, yeah. He's fixing it himself. Whether he does knows what he's doing or not, he's going to try. And I kind of inherited that a bit. I'm always going to give something a try. Um, so, you know, a lot of the early design work did myself or with my uh, my business partner. You know, we just kind of fiddled with things. We'd buy horns off of Amazon, you know, those like the Zuzu type horns back oh, yeah. from the Olympics in uh, South Africa and cut them into pieces and you know, glue, hot glue things and solder things together. So we got something that worked a little the way we wanted. And then we fine tune that and just one step after another, it was about a six month process. Um, and then the ultimate, the real engineering work that, you know, we couldn't do like designing injection molding and, you know, mass produce electronics, how they would, you know, come off of an assembly line. Essentially, yeah. uh, we did have to work with some other people on that. Uh, but, you know, between just the, where we are in the world, but also COVID, Everybody being uh, yeah. online, everyone having some, you know, some time. It was, I think, a much easier process than I would have expected. Um, you know, we were able to contract, uh, you know, retired engineer from a car manufacturer in Michigan. It was like, hey, I got all this free time and nothing to do. I'm stuck at home. I was like, hey, how's the you know, a few hundred bucks sound to help us out on the project? And he <laughs> got into it and was, I think, more excited about working on the project than making money and helped with some of the electronic design work. And then... Um, we actually used some people over in Europe um, to help us with uh, design manufacturing, the injection molding type design, um, then ultimately a Chinese engineer to help design the mold to put it all together. So it's kind of, you know, a very international mix of people and engineers. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a wild world today for, for the inventor out there. Well, okay, so the Blow Z, let's just explain it, is basically a tube you blow into... And it activates a battery, somehow your breath, I want to find that out, You're, it, it activates a battery which then turns a fan which blows the candles out, right? Yep, that's exactly it. Um, so, you know, the best description um, that I can describe, you know, since I think a lot of dads listening to this probably all know that annoying third grade recorder <laughs> that we all had our kids blowing oh, yeah. all the time playing Yankee Doodle Dandy and stuff on. Um, it's very similar in size and shape to that. Um but it's got a, essentially an airplane propeller, a little small fan propeller on the end of it. Um, yeah, and you blow into it. Um, it's a micro pressure switch inside of it um, that we had. It's uh, something that just happens to exist these days out of that we were able to find from a manufacturer. Um, huh. Since it's very, very minute pressure differences. So just the pressure of your breath against it activates the switch and that, you know, like lets the power from the battery go to the little electric basically electric fan motor um and that turns the propeller 
then your air that you're blowing in actually comes out a little small tube on the bottom of the whole device and goes back towards you instead of across the cake. So yeah. as you said, no blowing across the cake anymore. It's kind of seems, seems weird when you think about it. Well, I think your description there was perfect. <laughs> the, the, when I saw this, you know, sometimes you'll see ideas and you get ideas, most of mine in the shower, or as I said the other day, sitting on the toilet. I really was. <laughs> but you go, you go, from idea to reality, are, are, that's a long way. But also, my ideas, most of them, are just out there goofy. And you put them on a back burner and that. This is one of those ideas. When I saw it, I went, someone else thinks like me. But you're finding, <laughs> exactly. you got to be finding a ton of guys because, I mean, you've got a business. This is your whole thing that you do, the blow Z. This is what you do for a living now, right? Uh, yeah, essentially, you know, so my, my year for the last 12 years, since my son was born, I've been essentially a stay at home dad, um, you know, little side projects and things like that. Um, but yeah, this has kind of taken off for the last year. Um, and it's taken up all my time the last, uh, last two months or so it's really gotten big and taken a lot of time. So this is it. Um, yeah. And your, your story there though, is I hear it almost every day from someone, we get an email or a message. Uh, so I'm saying, oh my God, my entire life, my dad never let me blow out a candle because he thought it was so gross. Uh, you know, but, but we're definitely not alone here in our idea. We're just the first people that actually we seem to have put it together and said, you know what, there's got to be a better way. Why aren't moms? Why, it, it, does it seem, maybe it's just our perspective because we're dads. By the way, how many kids do you have? You mentioned your son. Just one. Okay. Yep, just my son. So Eight far. Yeah, I Come think I'm kind of done at this point. But, <laughs> Okay. One and done. But why? Why? I wonder why is, do moms not have these ideas? Or maybe it's just dads are natural tinkerers. You mentioned your dad. My dad would have invented something or made it before he went to buy it. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. That's you know, my dad. If he needed a tool, he was going to make it himself. Um, so yeah, I think there's some of that. You know, just you know, guys like to play around and mess around. Like I, said, I have a garage with all kinds of little tools and a workbench and always playing around in there. So it just sort of fits. Um, but I don't think, you know, I think there's plenty, like I said, a lot of the emails and stuff, women are all just like, Oh my God, such a brilliant idea. Wish I had thought of this, put it together. Um, and I, you know, I don't think there's anything that unique that it had to be a, a dad doing it. It's just, you know, Maybe you know, sometimes we get bored a little bit easier and look for something to do. I think so. that's it. That little boy in us is, never goes away. We're always tinkering, playing with stuff, taking the cars off our or taking the wheels off our cars. I always did that. Our my toys. Yeah, yeah. break it and then hope we can put it back together. Thank thank God for duct tape. But but so okay, the blow Z. This is amazing. This is. Have you been on Shark Tank? Have they reached out to you, or have you looked into that kind of stuff? We uh, we we sent them an email. That's how. That's the question that comes up all the time. It does seem like a device, just an item made for Shark Tank. Um, so yeah, I'd love to end up on there at some point, maybe. But we'll see. I don't know. It doesn't. I don't know if you need them. I mean, you're doing pretty well. Where do you, the, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's great advertising. I don't know that we need the the venture capitalism from them at this point. But you know, I take their advertising. They got a lot of power. Yeah, yeah. The blow Z. So you're in. How does somebody get it? You, I mean, you can get it from your website, but you're in stores. I so we're in a couple of small stores here. We're in Virginia and Richmond, Virginia areas where we're based out of. Um, and so we have a few local uh, private sort of grocery stores. Uh, Ucrops is a big. Uh, they used to have a bunch of grocery stores around here. They were sort of Virginia, Maryland, DC area. Um, I think they sold out to uh, I forget all their stores now, or I think maybe Publix or something like that now. 
Um, they still have some small, they do deli and catering type stuff. And so we're in some of their bakeries around town. Um, and we're talking with some other bigger, you know, Wegmans and Publix type grocery stores as well about getting in there eventually. That's the thing um, where the, Amazon that's where the Shark Tank choice. people, that's the Shark Tank people get into that yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they could get us into stores. Party City, those would be the places we need yeah. to ultimately end up. Um, but at this point, we're either through our website at theblowsy.com or on Amazon. We also have them on there. It's theblowsy.com. That's yes. B. Okay, so B, not just Blowsy, because that might get you somewhere else. Exactly. The Blowsy. It won't get you anywhere at this point, but you know, who knows if somebody else does own that website and they just have nothing there at this point. They're sitting on it. But uh, yeah, it's T H E B L O W Z E E.com. So. What I know, other guys are thinking this. So you and your buddy Mark, you're sitting around. Which one of you guys came up with this name? I uh, yeah, I think it's probably a joint effort. There was you know, obviously we wanted something a little whimsical, something that also had the idea of blowing out the candles. Yeah. Um. You know, so you start playing around with names. You come up with something. Yeah. You know, we obviously had to laugh about the name that everyone has when they hear it. But you know, it's memorable. It is. Um, yeah. You know, it, it put us on Jimmy Fallon a few weeks ago. Right. His, his evening monologue. He was uh, talking about it and making fun of it in a very good way. You know, not offensive, but just having fun with it. He's like, I love the idea. I love the product. Don't know if I want bluesy on my credit card, but hey, you know, that sort of joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hey, a name that's memorable is I'll take it. You know. Theblowzee.com. B-L-O-W-Z-E-E comes in various uh, colors, party. It has a very festive look to it, too. I wonder what yeah, other, yeah. well, what other, I mean, besides blowing out the candles on a cake you know you want your product i've always been told to have multiple uses but i mean this is about it i don't think you want to blow on somebody to cool them off oh maybe i mean if it's if it's a hot summertime you don't have to blow in their face (laughs) so the kids certainly love to do that yeah we we created a blow on the candles we quickly found out that kids like to use it for everything else in the world including running up to their parents and blowing at their face and running around the party having fun with it uh, so kids seem to love that part of it. Yeah, and it really has one purpose, though. I mean, it was designed to blow out the candles without spitting on the cake, and that's sort of what it does. So. Blow out the candles, not spit on the cake. I love it. Exactly. Okay, so is this at all waterproof? Because there's electronics in there. Could you maybe stick the end under the water or a drink? Maybe it's a drink mixer, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, you can't submerge it in the water or put it in a dishwasher or anything like that because the sensitive electronics will get damaged and that 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 switch particularly is sensitive to water uh, so you can kind of wipe the end of it off dip it in something you know clean the end if you want to use it for multiple people or reuse it and clean it well uh, but it, you couldn't put it in a drink or anything like that it would malfunction pretty quickly that i never thought about cleaning because i don't care about hygiene basically but <laughs> what about you know your breath is going in there can you swab that thing out or um, you know, I don't know about swabbing it out. Like I said, you can't really pour, you know, you couldn't pour liquid through it or anything like that to try to clean it. Um, it's really intended to be used either by one person or more of a disposable type item, like, you know, buying the balloons at the party, you buy the bluesy as well. You have the party blow out the candles and then you roll it all up in the net, the tablecloth at the end of the night and toss it all. Um, that's certainly the option, but it is. You could clean it. It certainly stores the battery in it. It'll last for you know years if you put it in storage. It's a lithium battery, so it doesn't drain very rapidly. So you could use it for multiple birthday parties, multiple kids. I would recommend you know, keeping it in the family, yeah. trying to prevent germs spreading too much. You don't so. plug your blowsy and recharge it. You don't plug in your blowsy. 
No, no. We talked about whether it'd be rechargeable, but yeah, it was easier to just keep it simple. I got you. Mark Appelt is uh, is an inventor, a dadpreneur, really. Have you come up with anything else? Have you invented anything else? I don't know. You seem like that kind of guy. Oh, this is the first one. Uh, You know, maybe not the last one. It is fun, and you learn so much in the process of how it all works and what you're doing and the risk you're willing to take on it all. So, um, you know, it might not be the last thing. I've always got some crazy idea pops into my head, so... Next time, I'll know how to make that a reality now. Well, Ray, because, I mean, how many years down the line are you? Or are is it years even? Since it's from conception uh, to reality. Yeah, so about a year and a half now. This came up January 2020 was when we, you know, just before COVID was coming around. We were, it was one of the last times I ever went to a bar here. Yeah. I um, met with the buddy, and that's where the whole idea and the joke started. And then from there, it turned into a reality. Um, it was about a year from idea to physical product and then, you know, a few months of transport and marketing and all that. So we're about a year and a half into it now. Isn't that, isn't that something though? That's to me now, all my, all my friends who've invented things, I have several, it always comes down to, yeah, me and a buddy were sitting at a bar and we drew it out on a napkin. And literally, we have the napkin. We literally have a napkin with that first design. It's a little crazy. It's not what the final product was, but uh, it had you know CO2 cartridges and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. that probably would have sent your cake flying across the room. Uh, you know, my dad was that Tim Allen show, the home improvement. Uh, it's like more power. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this is the section of the interview I always like to ask, since you are a dad, uh, and your son is how old? He's 12. 12 years old. He's getting into that age where he's going to want to help out. Maybe you guys, I mean, is he involved in the Blowsy marketing at all? Is is he helping out? Is the wife, is the family? I mean, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a bit of a family effort. So my wife is actually, you know, her background is in business. She's a business graduate. So she... She knew a lot about marketing. Her early jobs were all in marketing and uh, PR type stuff. So she's been really helpful in some of that, kind of getting the word out there. Um, and then my son is actually, yeah, he's very into it. He's still, you know, it's the perfect age. He's old enough to do things and smart enough to figure it out, but yeah. also still excited about his dad. Doesn't I don't annoy him too much yet. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's been really cute. He's, you know, he's written to some of his, like, YouTube. You know, he's all into YouTube, loves to follow these guys on there. So he's been writing to them, saying, like, hey, my dad invented this cool thing. Like, you should talk about it and stuff. But, yeah, I think his biggest input into all this was blowing out lots of candles and eating lots of cake all through the whole process. Yeah, test marketing. Let's test this one out, son. Yeah, exactly. You got to be the swingingest, coolest dad on the block, really. I mean, who else is dead? We've had a dead? lot of cake at this house over the last year. <laughs> but, but your son, what's his name? Your son's name is? It's Jake. Jake? That's a great name, man. Jake goes to his, what if your dad invented? Nothing. My dad's the blow Z guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, exactly. You know, he's been very excited about it, hearing us talk about it on the radio and seeing articles in newspapers and magazines and stuff. You're on he's Jimmy Fallon for crying out loud. So it's okay. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Here you go. One last question. Give advice to other dads like me who get ideas in the shower, on the toilet, and point A to point B. What advice do you give them? Um, so, yeah, the biggest one, I think probably what everyone says is don't be afraid to just go with it and roll, you know, see what happens. Um you know, it's surprising now, like the internet, I don't know how anyone ever did anything before, you know, the right. internet, like, it just makes it so much easier. 
So go out there. You are unlikely the first person to try to do any of it. You may have a unique idea, but somebody else has invented something before, knows the process. So learning how to do patents and trademarks, it's all out there um, and easy to get if you just spend some time reading on the internet and asking questions. Um, I find other inventors are not trying to corner the market. They're trying to, they love it when somebody else comes up with an idea as well. So they're usually glad to share ideas, stories, the, the pros and cons to it all. Um, so yeah, that helps. And then the, the whole sort of gig economy that's out there on the internet, like Fiverr and Upworks, um, that's where we did a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of our design work when we needed a logo. It's like, you know, there's somebody out there who's willing for 10 bucks, will design you a logo on the internet and they're very professional and look great. So yeah. um, it makes it a lot easier to do, you know, out of your garage type inventions without having to have, you know, $100,000 in backing. So. Kind of makes you wonder how anybody is even doing a nine to five hour for dollar job anymore because yeah, i don't know it's <laughs> i wouldn't want to be in that world right now it's got to be a little tricky make your own way and it gives you more opportunities to spend time with your family take trips do stuff business trips you write it all off i mean there's that one oh i know what else what else i wanted to ask you because the guys are going to need to know this how'd you get the wife on board was this an easy sell or bad or i mean was this hard this uh, is like oh not another so one good. of your cockamamie ideas mark yeah, it pretty much started that way. Exactly. Like, I'm sure every wife, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Nobody cares. This is stupid. Like, whatever. Um, you know, she was supportive. Like, hey, you want a project, you go for it. Keep yourself busy during COVID. Um, you know, didn't, like I said, there was very little startup cost. So it's not like we had to dig into the life savings or anything. Um, so she was supportive on that side of it. But then, you know, as it came around, once we ended up with a finished product, she jumped on board pretty quick. She was very impressed with the the finished product, how, you know, it, it's a real professional looking product when it was done, something you'd buy off the shelf in a store, not, you know, our early prototypes were, you know, hot glued and messes of duct tape, like you said, you know, just all kinds of things holding it together. It's like, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. So <laughs> it came around. Mark Felt, he is a dadpreneur, the Blowzy. Go to theblowzy.com, B-L-O-W-Z-E-E. Uh, you know, we'll do a little blog thing on the radiodad.com and uh, put a link to the site. And uh, you're our dadpreneur, man. Thanks a lot for all your time. And, and God bless you, man. This is great. The Blow Z. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. It's really fun talking with you. Puts a cork in the bottle of another Radio Dad, uh, Radio Dad podcast. There we go. Uh, it's just like it's a show is what it is and we're here every week for you if you got an idea that you'd like us to talk about a guest you'd like us to interview if you get their contact that kind of thing or just put us on to it uh, it can be anything from raising kids to taking vacations to doing beer together or uh, maybe your kids first alcoholic drink Ooh, that's scary isn't it uh, what about young kids what about babies what about if we talk everything from fatherhood grandfatherhood stepfatherhood uh, intact families. It's all about being a good dad and raising that thing up. Fatherhood, man. Leading the family and being that man that uh, that the world needs these days. And even if you know somebody who's invented something, a dadpreneur, would love to hear about it. Hey, visit us on the web at radiodad.com. Our thanks to our sponsor, berescued.com. Nice family business, natural products there. Uh, and Radio Dad is an ostentatious productions production. You can visit my website, uh, MikeAustinCreative.com, and, of course, RadioDad.com. We'll see you here next week. Tell your friends we are here. Radio Dad Podcast. Mike Austin here. Adios. Adios.